this episode is sponsored by audible.com. If anybody doesn't know, I'm sure most people do at least, Audible is a application or a website that you can use on your phone or computer that you can get access to audiobooks. Every month they will give you one free new book to try and listen to. Audible doesn't only do audiobooks, they also have comedy, self-help, fitness programs, wellness programs, and I'm a huge fan of the wellness programs personally, but also the audiobooks. Audible.com has thousands and thousands of titles. Mm -hmm. It would take you, I think, like 300 years to go through their entire library or something crazy like that. And to get your free trial, it is 30 days through our link. It is audibletrial.com slash the extra sisters. And that is T-H-E-E-X-O-R-C-I-S-T-E-R-S. And we just want to give a huge thank you yes, to thank audible.com you. for the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Get creepy. <laughs> My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. And for this episode, happy birthday, John! Yes, happy birthday, John! First of all, you know, other than being one of our patrons, you're one of our in real life friends. So yeah. for something, right? When you're exactly. not exactly money, so that's <laughs> cool. Happy birthday! And yeah, it's actually on today. So hopefully, sometime this week, John, we can like go get drinks. So that's Yay. fucking cool. But we just wanted to give you a quick shout out, say happy birthday, thank you for supporting us in real life and on Patreon. You're awesome. And welcome to episode 99, everybody else. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the 1953 Vincent Price classic, House of Wax. One of your favorites, Kristen. Yes, I love this movie. And we did touch on this a little bit back when we did the 1950s part two in our 100 Years of Horror segment. But of course, with its own episode, we will be going into much more detail. So let's get started. This is Ooh, you're going to be so mad at me. (laughs) Why? Because I think when we watched House of Wax for the 100 Years of Horror episode, I'm double checking right now, may have been my first Vincent Price film. (gasps) Really? You know, I'm looking and possibly. I know of Vincent Price. I haven't lived under a rock my whole fucking life. So I actually looked into that a little bit more and I lied. This is not the first Vincent Price film I have ever seen, but I don't think that people are going to be super excited about the first Vincent Price film I have seen. What'd you see? Edward Scissorhands, actually. Uh, Not bad. I know you're right, but you know, that's just very millennial of me. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that is still 80s though. So that's pretty cool. That's true. It's just because a lot of the film, the classic horror I'm behind on because I, when I got introduced to horror, I watched a lot of the, I started watching the 70s and the 80s, not the, you know, 30s, 40s, yeah. and 50s or the 40s and 50s. So I'm catching I'm up excited. Now. I'm excited to introduce you to this Vincent Price. Because yeah, because he's amazing. Yes, he is. And it's not like I haven't known about Vincent Price and what he's in. I just haven't gotten mm-hmm. around to it yet. So this Vincent Price film, it was remade. I know, I think a lot of you have seen the remake with fucking Paris Hilton. We're not going to talk about that. I, I have, have not seen that, thankfully. 
there's probably a reason you haven't seen it because you don't want to. No. <laughs> I have seen it. It's been a long time and it didn't really do much for me because I don't remember it. So yeah, you take Vincent Price and you replace him with Paris Hilton. Fuck that. Well, uh-huh. she's not the replacement for Vincent Price, but just the fact that you remade House of Wax and you could have done it. You could have you could have remade it with like an all-star cast. Like if you really wanted to ode to House of Wax, you exactly. could have. But you fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. there's that. But shame. Shame on whoever made that decision. I need the shame bell from Game of Thrones. <laughs> exactly. You know that they walk Cersei down when she's fucking naked. It's shame. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So Vincent Price is his name is Professor. We just call him Professor, but it's Professor Jared, I think it is. Yes. He has a house of wax. Shocking, I know. Spoiler <laughs> Amazing. In the beginning. And it's really delightful in the beginning until it gets really sad. Because <laughs> talking to these potential investors, because his partner is a hoe and wants to bow out of them investing into his labor of love and he has these beautiful wax figures that he not only spends a lot of time making but he loves them and he mm-hmm. talks about them and to them but not in like a crazy way like maybe a little bit but like not <laughs> just like kind of in a he's definitely a lonely lonely artist kind of type you know mm-hmm. a little bit centric but that's fine But his partner just decides, like, right after the investors are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Egypt. I'll be back in three months and then you'll have your money. Done, done. Bam, bam. This movie starts very quickly. It's not like one of those build up movies. His partner is just like, you know, I would just rather burn the place down. And he fucking does. Three months is too fucking long. That's that. I'm just going to burn the place down and that's it. Every one of these is insured for like a bunch of money and I'm just going to get my money and bounce. <laughs> and he does and he thinks that he kills Vincent Price's character in the fire and he's just cool with that. He's like, then yeah. I get all the money. Sweet. If somebody, if I put that much time and effort into this, he talks about how some of these bodies are taking forever. He painstakingly puts hair blades in each scalp, yeah. every single one, right? If someone did that, I'd fucking kill them too. Well, and he says he even I would rather die. Yeah, than man. Watch them burn. Like that is so sad. And mm-hmm. that is not a friend or any partner. Like no. But that fire was real. Oh. By the way. Wow. So obviously it was for the film, but when they set it for the film, it kind of got carried away. So Vincent Price, that that fear is actually real because he actually cinched his eyebrows and it put a hole in the soundstage roof. They Ooh. were they didn't want to waste the mannequins for that scene, so they continued to film even as the firefighters were there fighting it. Wow, that's really cool dedication, man. Yep, a lot of dedication in this film. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of realness. So. Cut to that some bitch bragging about his money, not the professor. Professor, we think he's dead at this point. The one that burnt the place down, the asshole. Yeah, some bitch business partners who we're getting at. Bragging about his money and uh, the fact that there was this horrible fire to this woman who, like, this woman, good on her. She's like, I don't really care about that. How much money you got? <laughs> mm-hmm. she's, she's trying to be like, oh, I'm sorry. 
We're sorry. <laughs> sorry. But she just wants his money, which, you know, whatever. You got to hustle. That's fine. But boom, he gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Drop down an elevator chute. God damn. Yep. It's staged as a suicide by someone in a cloak that looks all wonky. And you're like, oh, that's the professor. He's back. <laughs> Which, again, this movie has a lot of quick action. It's very different from films of this era because it... it Not that films from this era didn't go there, but this, like, showed a hanging. Yes. You know, there's a lot of implied violence in films from, like, the 50s. Like, they show mm-hmm. shadows or they show, like, screaming and then everybody turns around and there's a body laying on the floor. Right. This one went straight to... he's He's just hung him in a shaft like an elevator shaft so that was mm-hmm. cool i wrote hey, in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl he was gonna marry we cut to her and she's just like giggling about him hanging himself and the fact that she's like moved on to the next old dude that has money and i was moving like, on up even streetwise she talks about it she's got to move from 14th street on up yeah, she had like a, an accountant and now she's, she doesn't say this, but like basically she's moved from like an accountant to like Wall Street. She's like moving. He's like a little older, but like she's moved in street numbers and in like actual physical age numbers. But exactly. And like, money numbers. Hell yeah, dude, whatever. She's real pretty and she knows what she wants. But her friend, her poor unemployed friend is like helping her get ready for this. But you can tell they're like you know, real good friends and they genuinely care about each other because she's like, I'm going to get money from this guy tonight. I'm going to pay your rent when I get back, bitch. I got you. I got you. And her friend's name is Sue. And I think this woman's name is Kathy, the one that's the, I'm going to say gold digger, but like (laughs) in a derogatory way, you get your money. That's what, if that's what you go do, that's fine. But (laughs) so Sue goes to a job interview, comes home, Goes up to get her rent money from Miss Kathy. Miss Kathy's dead. It's real unfortunate. Back it up for a second, really quick, to them getting dressed. She's, Sue is helping her friend Kathy get dressed for her date. And she is putting her in this corset. And her freaking waist is so terrifyingly small. I am oh, scared yeah. for that woman. But she God wants smaller. Yeah, man. Which, understandably, because once she puts on all her clothes, you can almost not even see it. Which, that's just wrong. I was literally thinking the same thing. I was like, whoa, snatched. Look at that corset waist, man. Like, I know that people now still do, like, corset waist training, you know, to, like, get that look, that corset look. Oh, my God. This girl's terrifying. Her her freaking intestines are not in the same place. I know they're not. No. There's an episode. It's either My Strange Addiction or My Crazy Obsession because they're basically the same show, just rebranded by TLC, of someone that does, like, waist training like that and like doctors are like mm, your kidneys are like over here now they're like exactly not. they're like not the same <laughs> you should stop so <laughs> but yeah so dead in her bed and mm-hmm. the creepy black cloaked dude with the fucked up face is in there and sees sue and he's like "Ooh, i want that so he starts chasing her and and sue is actually impressive because what my first thought in this film was you know she didn't because there are lots of fainters in this movie particularly one she does so good she's my girl she fucking bails out the window and runs yeah and she's open over a balcony she's very 
strong in this film. Like the whole way through, even when people are doubting her and kind of thinking she's just crazy from being like shook up, she is a pretty strong female lead character. She's even smart. When she's running from him, she's in high-heeled boots. She fucking takes them off so he can't hear her. Smart. Yes, she does. And as soon as she did that, I was like, people don't even do that in now movies. Exactly. hundred years of movies to tell us to take off our goddamn heels. Like Exactly. On, you guys. <laughs> You're echoing on stone streets here. Let's take off the heels. And right. she does. And there is some chase here that ensues. And she ends ensues. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? and she ends up at a friend's home and he lives with his mother and they're like family friends basically and they take her in for an extended period of time while she deals with this so now she's gonna live with them she does not get murked so that's good (laughs) but now you've got the murder of her friend which is really terrible and at least in this film like her friend is being like sympathetic to that and they're not like because you know sometimes people no he's definitely a good guy yeah he's not just like marry me i'll take care of you there's like a little undertone of that but it's not that right (laughs) which i appreciate (laughs) me too this is not about romance Mm -hmm. like other than like marie antoinette wax figure and vincent character that's pretty this is about a death of a best friend and she's trying to fix that which i love yeah and it's also, like, she is a damsel in distress, but not to the level of even movies, like, nowadays, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice. Okay. And so we get this morgue scene, and they take Kathy's body to the morgue, as you do with bodies, you know? And this is the scene we find out that these bodies, a lot of bodies are being taken because Kathy's body is basically hoist it down and you find out there are several people involved in this because one person drops the body and a couple people are down there to receive the body and you're like interesting okay mm-hmm. we have minions involved here <laughs> so obviously you as the viewer you understand what's happening here professor's back he's lost his damn mind <laughs> he's now using real bodies and mm-hmm. this is before you even like see that there is a house of wax opening up, but you know what's happening. Right. I, well, I would assume you would. It's pretty obvious. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it for the first time. So of course I know what's going on. Well, I did see it for the first time and I knew what was going on. So cool. Yeah. And it's pretty quickly, like he's taking each subject. So then you actually see the professor like in the flesh and he's not all fucked up. You're like, why you have a face? Cause like you assumed that the mangled face you saw was the professor, but then you see the professor and you're like, Oh shit. Look at <laughs> handsome and suave and shit. You know, you're like, what the fuck? So who was taking the bodies? You know, it was somebody working for him, you yeah. know? But, or maybe he had a mask on or made himself like a waxy face or something. But the professor, he looking good, except for his hands are all fucked up and he's in a wheelchair. He has a mute assistant named Igor. Throwback. And (laughs) talking that each subject must be taken from life to, he basically writes a letter to another investor or the same investor, I think, that was supposed to invest the first time around. If I'm not mistaken. 
And then we have this House of Wax and the also subtitle, Chamber, not subtitle, but the uh, sub name of it is Chamber of Horrors. And this opens- I'm ready. I'm standing in line. Let's go. Well, what's funny is a little side story. There are House of Waxes everywhere. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's one- in- Madame Tussauds is a big one. Yes. There's one in Dallas that is attached to a, like Ripley's Believe It or Not, that I've been to. And they do have like actually a little horror section that is oh, cool. dedicated to horror movies in particular. And cool. it is terrible. Like I went in when I was a kid with my dad. My mom and my brother wouldn't do it because they're pussies. And then <laughs> <laughs> my dad and I went because like that was our thing. And I was trying to be like a boss ass bitch. Terrifying. Because <laughs> really? it ended up kind of like a haunted house with like Ooh. dark and like spooky music and like the there are like really jagged turns and stuff. Um, but they have like wax figures of like I remember a scene from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like stuff like that. So they have all these like classic horror icons in this like spooky. It was, I don't know, it was just really cool. Just a little. That sounds cool. Yeah, but they do look like scary real. Even like the not scary ones were spooky because I was like, oh. Cool, man. Yeah. So if you've never been to a wax museum, do it because it's. It's really jarring, <laughs> but, and that's really impressive. Like just the work that goes into creating that yeah. is, so I could see, especially back in the fifties, like when someone is like, okay, a wax museum, cool. And then he opens this house of horrors where he's got murders and atrocities throughout history. But then he also was like, and this room is going to be ever-changing. So when you read about a murder in the paper, you can come here. And then in a week, I'll have it ready. And it's like, right? can you imagine if we did that nowadays? Oh, my God. Oh, my it God. Be, they'd be sued. That's what I'm saying. It would be so politically incorrect. Like, yeah, absolutely not. Like, I would not support it. I'm not saying I would. But, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, because I can go get the body, like, fresh from the morgue and bring it here. And my thought was, how are people not catching on, though? Because they know which bodies are being stolen from the morgue. Like, if you see someone that looks like them at the House of Wax, like, right, you know, but we don't get that far in the movie. I <laughs> yeah. But it does open. And this is also this when I saw that it said, I was looking up House of Wax because, you know, we researched things and it kept coming up 3D, 1953. And I was like, no way. That must mm-hmm. have been like remastered. No, it's it wasn't. This actually came out in 3D. For yeah, it was Marley, Warner Brothers' first 3D movie. Which is super interesting. And the biggest you know, 3D in your face thing comes with this, like he hired this man to bring in business and hype up the opening. And he's got the uh, paddle ball game where you have the ball on the string and he's like beating it back and forth. And he's even talking to the theater. Like there's fourth wall breaks where he's like, Oh, I'm going to get your popcorn. You better close your mouth. And that is one of the coolest Mm -hmm. things I've seen. And it was just so entertaining to watch that. It was cool until he puts three balls in his mouth and one of the ladies faints. She's been fainting the whole time, though. <laughs> but he put three balls in his mouth. <laughs> two was fine. Three was one too many. <laughs> exactly. Nobody needs to know what you do in the you know your home. Okay, nobody needs to see that. Two is realistic. We can all put two balls in our mouth. That's something exactly. that can be done. Three, three balls is like, how do you know how to do that? Who has three balls? Exactly. He's gone too far, and she knew. That's why she passed out. Yep. 
And she actually, <laughs> I was getting around to that. But this is so shocking that this one particular woman just keeps passing out because he does have like this man that was like murdered in the bathtub. Like he's just got all these like, you know, murder scenes depicted throughout this. Like, and he doesn't really Which have them. awesome. Yeah. He doesn't really have them separated. They're just kind of like thrown in there. Like he does have like one room that's kind of like, and this is where the current murders will go. But then like, right. You, there's like a native American scene and you turn around and there's like, this guy was murdered in a bathtub. <laughs> it's like, Oh, cool. Yeah. There's like Pocahontas. And then that I'm like, wait, what? I thought this was all supposed to be evil stuff, but okay. Well, you know, things that were done to natives, you know, I guess you could consider Shit. Things that are still being done. Also that though, dude. Also the fainter's name was Millie. I made a note of that. And I don't even remember most of the main characters' names, but I remembered Millie. Because but you got that one. Hilarious, yeah. <laughs> so Sue and her man, I, I feel like his name was Scott or Mr. Scott or Andrew Scott. Mr. Scott! I, well, maybe that's why I, <laughs> I literally could be making that up. I have no... I'm like, wait, I have to... Hold on. Oh, Rocky. Oh, Rocky! <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! What what movie are we talking about again? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> no. His name is Scott. I wasn't an idiot. Like an a. I was like Andrew Scott. His name is Scott Andrews. <laughs> it is Scott. Okay. You were right. I was Good right. Job. Thank you. So Scott brings Sue to this opening because he's actually a sculptor, platelist. I know, crazy going. <laughs> that looks convenient. That's why he still lives with his mom. Can't afford to move out. Artists. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we podcast. So what do we know? So he's going to actually work for this museum, he thinks. So he takes her and she sees, I think it's Joan of Arc. If mm -hmm. I, and she's like, that Joan of Arc looks fucking familiar as shit. <laughs> so she goes over to Joan of Arc and this bitch starts climbing on the artwork. And I'm like, that is not subtle. You are not. <laughs> no, I, I know that you're like a little shocked right now. There's but... all kinds of people just walking around. And yeah, I, I know you're shocked that that looks like your friend, <laughs> like shockingly like your friend. And I probably would be too. But like, I would probably not do that on opening night. You know, like let it slow down <laughs> and then be like, exactly. I'm gonna come back. And Go for the matinee. Nobody's around. Right. But she climbs up there and her friend that she, she helped her get dressed a lot because, you know, got to tie corsets and shit. You need help. <laughs> and she only had one ear pierced, which obviously is really abnormal. And when she goes up to look at this, you know, wax figure, it only has one ear pierced. And she's like, oh, that's her body. Like that, yeah. that she got killed to be Joan of Arc, apparently. And so she's very like taken aback. And of course, Vincent Price's character, Professor Jared, sees that she's up there. And instead of being like, get off the property, he's like, oh, you like her or something. He just like makes like coy conversation, basically. He basically says, oh, I saw her picture in the paper and I wanted to make a likeness of her. And because I thought that she would make a great, uh, you know, model for Joan of Arc. And she's like, interesting. Okay. Sure. sure. Yeah. This woman is smart. She's like, yeah. So 
so detailed that you saw in the paper that only one of her ears were pierced. Got it. And he, which she tells her guy friend, and he doesn't disbelieve her, which is really cool. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, later, you know, later in the film, he's like, well, let's go talk to the cops about it. Like, sure thing. But he tells her during this whole conversation that she, uh, as soon as he says this as the viewer, you're like, oh, shit. He's like, you look like Marie Antoinette. And you're like, off with her head. Off with her head, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> but that does give you context as to why he immediately came after her. Like, because at first, in the beginning, you're like, oh, well, you know, he could be running after her just because she's a witness, you know. Right. right. But no, he was like, I'm gonna kill you and wax you the fuck up. And because Marie, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it is like dominatrix <laughs> do that shit all the time. Like burn a candle, pour it on a dude or a lady or whatever, you know, that's never been a thing for me, but I, I'm not judging. But this is a little excessive with that. Because in the beginning, Marie Antoinette was like, you know, he loved all of his wax figures, but that was like his woman. That was like his prized work of art like more than any of them and that's what his life's mission was now going to be was basically remaking her but now he's only working with live subjects so he's basically going to spend all of his time looking for a marie antoinette well he finds her so now he's got to kill her or you know put her down into his cellar and strap her to a board or cover her in wax. Exactly. Which, you know, kinky, whatever. (laughs) But before that, she goes to the police and he's, they're like, oh yeah, one of his employees came and looked at like photos of the, her. So he's like really smart. He's like, well, just in case somebody noticed that her ear was pierced, like, hmm whatever okay but the police don't dismiss her either which is because i wrote down the police dismiss her and then i immediately had to scratch it out because the police check up on him and his employees and i was like okay i guess what is interesting is they can't really dismiss any lead because somebody's stealing bodies from the morgue so anybody stealing bodies from the morgue like it's gonna be a weird explanation good point so if somebody's like, I think he's stealing bodies to make them into wax figures, they can't be like, nah, that's weird. Who the... Yeah, because who the fuck is going to steal bodies for a reason that's not weird? You know? So it's yeah, not yeah. like they can dismiss anybody, even just a woman with a weird theory. So Miss Sue, she doesn't need no man, first of all. So she's like, I'm going to go back by myself because... I don't think that anybody's going to do anything, but the cops mm-hmm. do. They actually get one of his employees that's real rattled by everything going on, <laughs> who ends up spilling the beans, by the way. Because he's an alcoholic. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you have to drink to deal with this? Fucking A, right? He's so bad that he has the DTs. This man, so this actor is Nedrick Young. He was the alcoholic assistant. He's actually uncredited because he was blacklisted because of the McCarthy things going on in Hollywood at the time. That's really sad. Oh, yeah. That is really sad. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> well, his character's real sad, too. Because 
Yeah. <laughs> Segway. He eventually, basically, so Sue goes to the house. I'll get, I'll come back to him in a second. Sue goes to the back to the house of wax and she's like, that's my friend. And honestly, this is the kind of friend you need because even if I'm dead, Kristen, avenge me. <laughs> like, Oh, I'd fucking do that shit. If I, I'd go over there. I do not want my body to be, like, unless I was like, yes, you can turn me into a figure when I'm dead. I would like to be dead on my own accord. <laughs> like, don't kill me for it. But if I die young, and you hear me, I must be young and pretty, not old and wrinkly, I can put my body on display. But. Perfect. We've heard it here. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> don't let somebody kill me to do that. So. Don't get yourself killed over it, but if you need to, you go to that house of wax after hours. Oh, I'm going. Oh, you go in. <laughs> Which she does. And she gets busted because his Igor is also, he's very loyal. And they basically corner her. And that's when she gets fucked up in the cellar. <laughs> they got her fucked up. And he's like, you know, he does his whole like, you know, they call them James Bond villain monologues where he tells her mm-hmm. everything and she's fucking naked, which is all, you know, she has to be because wax. But first of all, you're stripped of your dignity and mm-hmm. in this weird, like, it's like a giant roasting pan for people. That's what it looks like. Not like, yeah. but it does like, <laughs> you know. they're gonna pour hot wax on her and that thing gets up to like 350 400 degrees of wax you know and he's talking about how he is going to let her experience that without killing her because he's drugged everybody else yeah which that's a terrible way to go just drug her right because your skin's gonna like burn and bubble off Mm. before you die yeah which is awful and it's just so interesting to me how I guess this is like we're not thinking like wouldn't you want to kill her for like purposes of maintaining peaceful face- facial composure? No, to- I was thinking that too. Wouldn't you want her to be serene? But I mean, so that you can sculpt her, right? I guess you could like shape the face muscles, but like I think the way that people die like have an effect on how they look afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but the cops are basically heading to her because the other assistant's like, oh, he's going to kill her. Y'all should go. <laughs> so they're like, fuck. And Scott goes, he's, goes back and ends up in there and also has an encounter with Igor. And ends up in the guillotine, which you have some interesting facts about the guillotine. Yeah, that was actually a real guillotine. Well, so well. the actors said he was not going to be in it, period, in discussion until they made it safer and safer. And they got to not a very safe point, but to a safe enough point that he said he'd do one take. And this is the one take we get. It went so. from it's real and it's dangerous to it's not that safe. And he was like, cool. <laughs> he's like, fine, let's just get it done. Hurry the fuck up. I don't know, though. There's a point where Igor barely touches it and it falls, like, by accident. Fuck that. I wouldn't be in there. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. I mean, I'm trying to think of... I'm sure there are ways to rig it to where if it did fall, 
like it wouldn't be full speed, but that would still like cut your neck real good. Yeah, I mean, people were holding it, so it would require someone dropping it on him. But still, that's a lot of faith to put in someone. Well, I was about to say, what if somebody like? <laughs> can you imagine that being your job, though? Like the guy no. holding the fucking guillotine. Like, oh my god, what if you accidentally dropped it? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what if you just like I'll never work in Hollywood again? <laughs> What if your hand cramped or something? Like, I don't know. Oh my God, right? I don't know. What if? What if? Like, dude, the rope's slipping. Hurry, grab it, grab it. No. Mm-mm. Like a fucking Looney Tunes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so they do eventually, the cops bust in and there is a scene where they are, there's a an altercation between them and the professor, which they actually are pretty insufficient at subduing him for like, a period of time where I was like, come on guys. Yeah, exactly. And also I forgot to mention his face, his very pristine face was one that he created, but it moved perfectly. So I have questions. Yeah. That's just one of those faith things. Oh, you have to let go, unfortunately. Things yeah. Movie like, magic. Okay. Exactly. But I totally agree. Yeah. Sh- sh- I think it's Sue that like shatters it. And then you do mm-hmm. that. He is like the burned, like monstery looking person that's been like chasing her or that was chasing her and killing these people. So yes, they do eventually subdue him. You get another little 3d moment. Before the cops even get in there to fight off Vincent Price, they're actually, we have another 3D scene that happens. They grab like a candelabra type thing that's on the wall and there's, you know, there's a pointy end and there's a broad end. They should use the broad end to break down the fucking door, but they don't. They use the pointy end and they definitely make a point, like all 3D movies of pushing it slowly through the door so you can watch it, you know, come at you in the theater. That's right. I bet in the 50s that just like blew people's minds. I know, not right? That people were like one of the first ones. Well, that's what I was about to say. Not that people are weak-minded, but like seeing technology come out as it comes out is always cool. Also, this was the first mainstream movie that had ever used it. Right. So that must have that's been pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. So they do save her and kill him by... By pushing him in the wax. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Eesh. Well, he kind of fucking deserved it. <laughs> Like, true, but still, eesh. Yeah, ouch. Like, big rip to that guy. Like, just to hurt real bad. But that's what he was going to do to her, so. True, but he's Vincent Price. Isn't this the one time we can throw somebody away in jail? Was the wax necessary? No, I'm joking. It's Vincent Price. It's Vincent Price. <laughs> it's Dr. Jared, or Professor Jared, exactly. Kristen. I'm sorry. Yeah. They save her, and we get some little little jokes at the end with the cops, and that's that. Ta-da. You made it through our 99th episode. How do you feel? Woo! We're almost at 100. Can you I know. It? I can't. I'm, like, waiting for you. I'm like, okay, tease 100. <laughs> What's the teaser? Can you figure it out? <laughs> Benson Price would actually disguise himself and go see his movies occasionally. So he did that one time for one of the showings. And he usually would stay quiet, but for one showing, he decided that he was going to speak up. So he sat behind a couple of teenagers, and in a frightening scene where they were already spooked, Vincent Price decided that he was going to lean forward, and he did, and he leaned forward and he said, did you like it? And he said that they went into fucking orbit. I bet, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love when actors do that, but they can't really do that nowadays because, like, security and, like, guns. 
<laughs> right, exactly. So, and the rec- I mean, going out in disguise, I know, is one thing. But, like, nowadays, like, when celebrities leave their houses, there's paparazzi sitting there. Exactly. Well, there's already people waiting yeah, for Yeah, they can't do that shit anymore. No, this movie was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. And the way that it looks doesn't feel... Like, it's. you can definitely tell it's an older film. But mm-hmm. it, especially with, you know, we've done the 100 Years of Horror thing. Not done. We're not finished. But... We've watched a significant amount of films <laughs> this year. Right. And from this era, it definitely stands out because most of the films from this time are still in black and white and the picture is not always great, you know, but you can definitely mm-hmm. tell this film was like a lot of time and money went into yeah. this. With You've got a cast that was very well paid and you know, they had a huge vat of talent to pick from. So, and it was a huge, a huge vat. I see what you did yeah, there. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. It was a huge <laughs> success for Warner Brothers. So, mm-hmm. you know, they uh, definitely got their, their money's worth out of this film. So yeah, it was, it was a great film and I definitely recommend it. If you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend the remake. If that's the only one you've seen, you should go and watch this one because it is better now that i have seen both you should watch this one i had a blast with this movie it's a classic for me i would probably give it like a solid like 4.5 out of 5 yeah i love this movie i love vincent price this is my favorite vincent price movie so five out of five I, great movie yeah. i forced you to put this on the schedule i was like we're doing it next House year. Of Wax is yeah. on it <laughs> <laughs> and you should also head over to our instagram for some stuff if you are interested in free stuff going on right now you can follow us there and on facebook at the extra sisters podcast and on twitter at the extra sisters and please if you would love to be part of our little family you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast we would love to have you and next time this is as close to hell as i ever want to get till then stay creepy